Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Today's quote, Only through training will a person learn his own weakness. He who is aware of his weaknesses will remain master of himself in any situation. Gichin Funakoshi. Up next, AJNW News. Today's top story is mastery. Unfortunately, we will not have an interview with Master Jun Ri. The reporter mistakenly heard Master Ri instead of mastery. Master Jun Ri was a father of American Taekwondo. He was also an inspiration to all of us here at AJNW News, and he had played a huge influence on Randlaw's martial art journey. I personally was honored to shake his hand and sit with him along with J.T. Will, Bill Wallace, and Joe Lewis as they discussed their friend and martial art legend, Bruce Lee. Bill Wallace clarified right from the beginning of the conversation that he had never got to meet the legend, Bruce Lee. However, I was still delighted that J.T. Will had brought me along to hang back and listen to all of the big guys talk about the glory days. To me, each of these men exemplified martial art mastery in one way or another. Now on to AJNW weather. Looking at the thermometer, I can see it's hot and, judging by the relative humidity, which is nothing more than the amount of sweat on all of your relatives, indicates that it is muggy too. Traffic here at AJNW News shows that the roads are clear and the turtle was able to make it across the street safely. AJNW News reports sports. This is a confusing season. Basketball, baseball, and probably some other weird sport you never heard of are all playing at the same time. Reactions of the fans are, eh, at least they still have chips and beer. Girls beach volleyball remains popular, but no one keeps track of the score. At the end of the match, fans were heard to say, it's over already? Who won? Obviously, it was all of the owners of big screen televisions. Iron Palm and Death Touch in junior high school. I'll bet that most of the population of the world is unaware of the fact that the highest density of martial art masters are found in public school throughout the world. They are not the teachers of these institutions. No, even more amazingly, they are just humble students at these academies. Sure, you may find a tenured instructor teaching at some school who happens to hold a master's rank in some style or other, but for the most part, they are fairly rare. The real mass of fighting art masters fall in the domain of junior high school students. What is even more remarkable is that almost each and every school has at least one master who has accomplished the formidable task of developing the death touch. The school I attended in my youth was no exception to this rule. The truth of the matter is, we had at least two masters of both Demok, the death touch, and Iron Palm. Being a budding martial art master myself, I of course attended every lecture given by these saged masters. The usual location of this oration was given in the woodshop class. These masters had tried for months to gain attention in the locker room, but failed. Tommy Brown's demonstration of the refraction of light seemed to hold the crowd spellbound as he explained just how to hold the mirror under the crack in the door that separated the boys' and the girls' locker rooms. Actually, the fact being told, they never stopped giving the 
locker room lectures, but I just can't remember anything they said. However, when these exponents of the martial arts taught in the wood shop class, which was only during the absence of the woodworking shop teacher, we were spellbound. Okay, maybe spellbound is too strong of a word. Quite possibly, I should have said dumbfounded. The criteria for claiming mastery of iron palm in those days was very stringent. First of all, you had to have trained in at least some form of the martial arts for at least a couple of months. Also, you had to have seen every episode of Kung Fu starring David Carradine and viewed the latest Hong Kong movie releases at least twice. Well, not a requirement. Actually, having rank in some martial arts system gave a hint of veracity to your statements. The ability to eat your lunch with chopsticks also helped, except on Thursdays when spaghetti was served and everyone could eat spaghetti with chopsticks. Chopsticks in the cafeteria was also known as milk straws. Now, eating peas with straws, uh, I mean chopsticks, now that was impressive. Unless you ate them like Tommy Brown with a single straw. He would sit at his tray stabbing his peas with a straw until they filled half the interior portion of the straw, and then he would suck them up. This left the little skins of the peas lying in a puddle of pea water, and by pea water I mean the juice that ran off of the vegetables, in the small square section of the tray reserved for vegetables. Only the creamy green-gray mush that makes up the heart of the overcooked peas would slide up the straw. I once asked Tommy why he ate his peas in such a manner, as this was not an occasional whim, but a every lunch day with peas event stretching from grammar school to high school. His reply was simple and direct, and spoken in a manner that expressed amazement that I had even needed to ask. It sure beats peeling them. Who knows, maybe Tommy still eats his peas like that, sitting around the table with his wife and kids, straw in hand. For more of this story, stay tuned. My email is rand at rand-lawrence, and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. If you would like to support this podcast, you can sell your blood. Or failing that, you can pledge a gift on anchor.fn rand-law. Another way you can support if you have some loose change is you can go to my Patreon page, www.patreon backslash randlaw. And now, back to our story. Let's see, where were we? Oh yes, Iron Palm. Also, if you had a bicep that was at least as big as your fist or bigger, you were given a chance to speak whether or not you had ever seen the inside of a dojo, kun, dojang, or any other type of martial arts school or not. During these discussions, the martial art master's skill were often put to the test. If the 14-year-old master made a statement that he could tear out an eye, that was never challenged. If the master stated that he could rip out your still-beating heart and show it to you before you died, well, that was kind of on the borderline statement. It usually would depend on who said it and who it was said to. Also, it depended partially on if you had ever been challenged on this statement before and what the results were. So far as I knew, no one had ever actually done it. The results didn't have to support the fact that you could, or couldn't, rip open the chest cavity of one of your classmates, only that you had been challenged and someone was the worse for the wear, which custom allowed for causing your challenger to heave up his lunch as near enough proof, especially if you had 
enough foresight to declare that you would strike your challenger easy on the first time if they wanted you to do so. Almost no one ever passed on the chance to test themselves with a weaker version of the Iron Palm Heart Ripper. This is because of two major reasons. First, what if it could be done? And secondly, if you had thought lunch tasted bad going down, wait till you tasted it coming back up. The little pointy bone on the bottom edge of your hand, claimed one of the iron palm specialists, is the hardest bone in the human body. That is why you see all of the Asian masters chopping and hacking at each other with judo chops. That small bone is ten times stronger any steel, he continued. This statement sounded reasonable to all of us in shop class. After all, when we reached down and pinched the little bugger, it seemed very hard. Maybe it was the hardest bone. I don't know. What I do know is that when you chop down on a pine board, striking it across the grain with this little bone leading the attack, your wrist is going to hurt like you wouldn't believe. I never broke that bone, possibly due to its reputed density, but I did knock it around with the other metacarpals like a cue ball on a break. Judging by the way the rest of the class was dancing around after trying to break their own boards, or wrists, no one held this theory as fundamentally sound any longer. Either that, or the rest of the class decided to break out into kata forms, practicing simultaneously different katas. They weren't bad if that was their intention, as the moves were the same. Hop, clutch a hand, and spin around. They also started looking for the founder of the faulty theory. Even the kiai yell that emanated from the group was the same, somewhere between a grumble and a cry of anguish. What simply amazed me was to see Charlie, the master in question, stepping back and sucking it up as if to prepare to throw the danged technique again. Sure enough, he did, and with a yell that would have split an oak board had it been able to strike with a word instead of his hand, the class froze in position as Charlie's kiai overwhelmed the lower growling sounds of our moans. Nobody thought anyone was stupid enough to try it again. Charlie proved us wrong. After the ambulance got there, Charlie was sitting back up. It appears he had passed out after striking his hand on the C-clamp. His wrist was broken at the end of the ulna. It didn't even hurt the little pointy bone at all, he claimed. Still, I kind of wonder. After all, we couldn't get him to try to chop any boards in two with that technique again, at least for a few months after the wrist healed. He had adopted the philosophy espoused by Bruce Lee in the movie Enter the Dragon. Boards don't punch back. The only difference was that Bruce Lee actually could break boards instead of dancing around and screaming like the rest of us. This story was adapted from the book Beyond the Dojo by Rand Law. Coming up next, Sensei's Corner, where we will hear a haiku by Sensei and Q&A. Childlike, a haiku by Sensei. Afternoon Witness. A warrior suddenly kicks, childlike and playful. Q&A with Sensei. I asked Sensei what it was to be a master. He replied, To be a master is to face the truth and give off light. So I asked, What is the truth? Secretly fearing he was going to do his impression of Jack Nicholson when he was being questioned by Tom Cruise. But instead, he looked at me and calmly said, The truth is what keeps you going even when your very soul seems to be seeping out of you, when you can no longer hide your pain with witty replies.
It is the silence you keep, the secrets of the inward parts, when no one believes your explanations, the knowledge that everyone hurts. The light is when we help others, when we ourselves need help. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced in some way by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge over power. Tokushikimpo. Keep following your dreams.